Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we'll be diving into the first half of season two, episode one of Twin Peaks. Woo, season two premiere. We're back. I'm so excited to be doing Twin Peaks again. Me too. It feels like we haven't done it in so long. I know. And Imagine. It been. I mean, in a way, I guess if you were watching it live in the 90s when it came out, it would have mm-hmm. been like... It would have been this much time, but then it would have also been replayed during the summer, so you could have just watched the whole beginning part again, like finished it all. Right before it starts again. Yeah. I kind of like that we're going in order of like how it was released, because we have season one, and we watched, and then we read The Secret Diary, which did come out for season two, so it feels like we're reliving it. It's going to give us a different perspective on season two to have read The Diary first. Oh yeah, I'm excited. But oh, we've waited the longest we've ever waited to introduce guests because <laughs> we have a special guest for probably a lot of Twin Peaks, I'm guessing, but definitely for these next two episodes, we have Josh Waller <laughs> back again. Yeah. I was trying to remember the last episode I did. Is it Emma? May, it may have been Clueless. I, oh, Clueless. Yeah. Did oh, you not do maybe, Emma? I did do Emma, yeah. Yeah, it was the new but Emma. Yeah, oh, well, I right, think we right, did right, Emma right, before right. Clueless, so... Oh, well, then maybe it was close. It's been a while, but it's Either been a way. long time since I've done David weeks. Lynch. Yeah, it was <laughs> the premiere, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> we have returning premiere guest. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be yes. back. Yes. Yeah, there is one thing I did want to say, even though... Uh-huh. Maybe not the best episode to do it, but our last episode was a check-in. And the one thing that I meant to talk about that we totally forgot to talk about was just how cool it was that we had all of those cool guests for Sanditon Mm -hmm. and Chelsea for Secret Diary. And I just forgot to mention the guests at all, which I feel a little bad about. But um, yeah, I just want to stay at the top. Yay! I loved having all those guests, and we're going to have some cool guests for... Uh, Twin Peaks, besides just Josh, but he's going to be one of our main guests. We're very excited to have him. Yes, we're a little spoiled with guests as of late. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do first impressions. Okay. Well, this was my actual first time watching it, unlike season one where I had kind of watched it a couple of years ago and we rewatched it. Um, so this was completely fresh. So you've never seen this one at all? Never seen this one. Awesome. So. <laughs> so completely new, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, I feel like we really amped up the crazy, mystical spookiness of Twin Peaks, like right away, um, (laughs) within the first like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I just kind of like how we're getting more into like the unknown parts. And I guess after reading Secret Diary, I I feel like season two is like completely influenced by what we read about. Oh, yeah. It's like we're really jumping into Laura's, like, I don't know, her psyche and. Oh my cat. Shh. We're recording. Shh. <laughs> um, but I I'm just excited to see how dark it's gonna get and like mm. I don't know, just maybe how far they're gonna get into actually finding out what really went on with Laura. Yeah. And everyone. Yeah. This was a scary episode. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think this was only my second time seeing this episode because Christian and I, like he was mentioning, we watched the first season together several years ago, and that was only my second viewing yeah. of the first season from my original viewing, which wasn't, you know, um, which wasn't too long ago. I think it was when it showed up on Netflix was when I watched the whole thing by myself. But 
So, yeah, I guess, and it's been a little while since I've watched anything David Lynch, so I'm like getting reacquainted with the weird and trying to remember what happened in season one and and putting it back together. But my like first impression was just like, it's amazing to me. And, you know, what do we say? 91, 90, 91, somewhere around then. Gosh. You need to be quiet. She's upset we took her pillow. <laughs> she can still lay on it. On it. <laughs> <laughs> Extra anchorage. But I just, um, I'm so amazed at like this show being on a major network in 91. Like it's just so crazy. Yeah. And especially those first 10 minutes, which was like maybe my favorite part of the episode. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just so weird and <laughs> off the wall from, you know, most things on TV at that time that it just is amazing to me that what, it even existed. What network was it on? ABC. Really? Or no, CBS. Right. Well, even that, um, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. ABC? Well, it says CBS on the... Oh, that's true. Hulu, CBS. But I, I thought it was ABC. Did they... Um, <laughs> You know, maybe one of the letters on the other letter. We can never remember our own research. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it is weird to, especially on like one of those two channels, which I feel like, because ABC is very, I feel like family, quote unquote, oriented. Mm. Um, And CBS tends to not be as grim. CBS is a little more old people, I feel like. Well, now, but like in the early 90s. That's what I'm saying. I don't even think there was Fox at that time. No. There was only NBC, ABC, and CBS. Right. Only the letters. Yeah. But it's just, it's weird to think about now, especially because only, yeah, the only experience I have with those two channels is what we just said. So (laughs) a show like this, that is not also, it's like weird, but it's super dark. I mean, there's the amount of times we saw blood and violence in this episode is really interesting. And smoking. Smoking, yeah. smoking, oh smoking. teenager smoking, smoking, smoking in the hospital, smoking in the hospital, smoking in the restaurant. <laughs> it was very alarming to me because I did not grow up around that. No wonder I smoked for so long as a kid. Right, well, as a kid. kid, as an eleven-year-old. Well, you no know, like eighteen is still kind of. Well, I'm just thinking kiddish. about like. I felt like a kid when I started smoking. <laughs> being a kid and going into a restaurant and like. Even before you were of age to smoke, like people smoking around you, I, I, I can't even really remember what that was like, even though I smoked in so many restaurants when I was a smoker. Well, I yeah. think I was, I've always been like allergic to cigarette smoke, so it was, <laughs> <laughs> I built up a real tough skin when I was a smoker, but when I was a right. kid, I would go in and less like, my eyes would be watering, I'd be sneezing like, all over the place. Right, right. <laughs> um, I guess my first impression... I'm sure that I was just like so excited as a 12 year old to get back into Twin Peaks, you know, I, but okay, this time my impression was, I noticed so much more David Lynch humor in it and it was really cracking me up. So, I mean, you know, his kind of humor is not like so obvious necessarily. (laughs) It's like, to me, his humor is very unexpected, like how that whole thing about Cooper rolling up his jacket to get the wood tick and then the bullet hit the wood tick. Like yeah. it's like so <laughs> unexpected. Well, it's also you don't like the, see it coming. the humor in the most dark moments, like right. that right. first scene, you know, Cooper's lying completely bloody and like, <laughs> you know, maybe on death's door and the, the, you know, the man come to the room with the milk is so hilarious. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> All thumbs, thumbs up and up winks. <laughs> The milk's going to get cold. <laughs> It'll get cold on you. He's like, all right. <laughs> and that just, that's like, seems like such a David Lynch thing to me. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, 
I feel like it. he put more of his imprint on this second season based on this first episode yeah. than he did in the first season. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we could go ahead and get his notes because I want to talk about how he directed this one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so episode 2.1, our director was David Lynch, obviously, and uh, our writers were uh, David Lynch and Mark Frost. And we didn't really get too many new characters. The only new characters we got were the giant. Only. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a pretty big new one. <laughs> well, you know, I it's mean, like. literally big new yeah. <laughs> Right. Waka waka. But the giant played by Carol Stryken. And then we had Gerson Hayward, who was the third Hayward sister, played by Alicia Witt. <laughs> And then I think the old man waiter at the beginning was played by Hank Warden. Oh, okay. It was really fun to see yeah. Alicia Witt after seeing her in Dune. And yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're, you're stealing Dune. Like, you're stealing the show in Dune. <laughs> yeah, and then she's stealing the show with her piano skills. That's really good. <laughs> and, and then we had Mark Frost as the TV news anchor oh, for the, yes. when the factory burned down. Yes. <laughs> so that was like our new characters. And originally aired in September 30th of 1990. Some of the filming locations for this episode, I guess the Great Northern Hotel is what it's called. Right. Is they filmed everything, even it says the exteriors too. So I don't know what they did. I like what's called? What is it called? The Timberland Lodge or something? Kiana Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was supposed to give me. One day we'll go on a um, tour of the Twin Peaks region and see all these sites for ourselves. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done anything like either Jane Austen or David Lynch related where I like go out and seek out <laughs> things. <laughs> but there's some interesting little like trivia facts I found during when, uh, after he's been shot and Cooper's been like rambling, he keeps talking about having to keep fear out of his mind, which is kind of like a fear reference to mind killer. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly a reference to Dune, which he repeats his mantra is I must not fear fear is the mind killer. <laughs> so it's like a little reference back to that. And that the director for this episode initially was sort of supposed to be Steven Spielberg until <laughs> David Lynch was like, I'll just direct it myself. Oops. I have a story for that, but maybe we should, maybe we should save it then for the next one because I found some notes in the book about, about, about that story, about Steven Spielberg oh. maybe directing this episode. Okay, or should we do it now? Yeah, if you want to do it now. I only have like maybe one more fact. So you can end it. Okay. Okay. For the, I'll say first the log line. The log line. I just got it. It's <laughs> a <Some> tagline. <laughs> log line. Okay. Waka waka. I know. Just follow up today. <laughs> uh, Agent Cooper is visited by a giant who wants help. Mm. Very informative. Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I was, I got this from the Twin Peaks on Rap book. Ooh. And Harley Payton, who I guess he sometimes directs, he sometimes edits. He was telling the story. His wife knew Steven Spielberg's wife, Kate Capshaw. Mm -hmm. And I guess somehow they got the word to him, you know, would you be at all interested in directing an episode of Twin Peaks? And he was like, totally. Just make it as weird as possible. I love this show so much. It would be so much fun to do. (laughs) (laughs) But um, David was wanting to be more hands-on with the second season. So he said he really wanted to direct the first episode. And it just kind of fell through after that. But 
Can you imagine? That would be really interesting. Yeah, what would that even look like? And especially after, you know, he had the chance to direct a Star Wars film, and then Steven Spielberg (laughs) had a chance to direct Twin Peaks. Just imagine the crossover potential. (laughs) Well, and you got to think that, like, the second season was probably really uh, people were really excited about it because it had been nominated for all these awards mm-hmm. it was like a big hit in its first season and everyone was talking about it so like it's not crazy to think spielberg directing an episode of oh of totally Olympics, you know has he ever directed tv yeah he directed that was like amazing tales right, right, well, i don't right, know if he directed right, right. i'm sure he did at least well, a few of them anywho yeah uh that reminded me of something oh yeah between during the summer, like when it was being replayed and the hype was really building, was when they did the S- the Saturday Night Live with Kyle MacLachlan, uh, and it was all Twin Peaks themed. We'll have to track that down sometime and mm. talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they've got all the old SNLs on Peacock. So, mm-hmm. oh, perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to go ahead and get in the recap? Yeah. Woohoo! I needed a recap for season one. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back and listen to the yeah. <laughs> podcast. Well, the good thing is, is that within the first, what, like 20 minutes of the episode, they're like, well, this happened, and this happened, and yeah, this I mean, happened. <laughs> Lucy does a great rundown yeah. <laughs> of everything that happened in the last episode. I just kind of want Lucy to narrate the entire series, because <laughs> I feel like I would be so much fun. Oh my gosh, she's, she really was great at this episode. Oh, <laughs> yes. So good. Okay, so this episode is called May the Giant Be With You. Mm. Mm-hmm. I have a little note about that in the next one. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, we did watch the Log Lady intro, all of us together, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't write it down, so I can't tell you word for word what it was. I have it in the trivia, so I can read it next. Notes. Okay, well, we'll talk about next notes, but she yeah. did talk about dreams and her pitch gum. Mm-hmm. And how it can't be too runny or too hard. It has to be just right. <laughs> <laughs> Only perfection for the log lady. Yes. <laughs> okay, but the episode starts, Yeah, we get the long credits. And this particular long credits, I don't know if this is the same for, like, the actual pilot episode. But there are, t- at, like, five minutes, it seems like, of just saw blades being sharpened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And, okay, well, so when those finally wind down, we get these, like, helicopterish kind of sounds, like, mm-hmm. and we zoom in over the Great Northern, and we see Cooper on the ground, shot, blood pooling on his abdomen, and we hear Andy repeating, Agent Cooper, can you hear me? Over the phone. <laughs> About 150 times. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's persistent, if nothing else. <laughs> And then an old man comes in with room service, warm milk. And I just, I mean, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast, but I just have a real soft spot in my heart for old men. I don't know why. (laughs) But you did yell out when he came in. I just love old men. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had to mention it. (laughs) He was a cute little man. Yeah. Not little at all. That's why I love watching the weather reports. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you said that, I was thinking about like, David Lynch directing this old man and what that would have been like. <laughs> I know. I feel like David Lynch, even when he was younger and more in his prime, he probably still came across with like that old man vibe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. So he asks Coop how he's doing and Cooper asks him to call a doctor. And then the man walks over 
puts the milk down and hangs up the phone that Andy is still calling out on. (laughs) And there's a misunderstanding because the man (laughs) thinks that Coop wanted him to hang up the phone. He gets a Cooper to sign the bill, gratuity included. (laughs) Cooper makes sure. Even when he's dying, he's like, is the tip included? (laughs) (laughs) And then the man warms no, warns Cooper that the milk will get cool on you pretty soon. <laughs> uh, even shut up, Cooper is polite. And the, the man, as he's leaving, says he's heard about Cooper. And he gives him a thumbs up and a wink. And then he leaves. But then he comes back to repeat himself with another thumbs up. And then just one more time for comic Good measure. Third time's a charm. He comes back <laughs> and gives him one more wink. And then the giant comes in, materializing out of nowhere. And he wants to tell Dale three things. He asks, if they come true, will he believe him? Cooper asks where he comes from. And he says, the question is, where has Cooper gone? Mm-hmm. This is like, this little section could just probably be pulled apart for all the clues. (laughs) So he says, first, there is a man in a smiling bag. Second, the owls are not what they seem. Third, without chemicals, he points. And that is all he's permitted to say. And I just want to say, the owls were going crazy outside last night. (laughs) And I was like, the owls are not what they seem. They were just... Really loud. Especially because okay. of your owl story last week. <laughs> I know. It was like <laughs> so owl many owls. Media around here. You have another owl story? Uh, no, this is one you've heard. Oh, the, top, yeah, yeah. the one where you killed the owl? I didn't kill it. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolled off the car like a John Wick movie's action star. It wasn't like... I could. I didn't find it. The oh next my god! Day. That remind. I'd have to tell you a bird story. Oh my god! Is it now a good time? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Birds. The other morning, I was going to work at you know seven thirty or whatever time it was. I'm driving down McDuff, heading towards the expressway, and coming towards me at my level is a bald eagle, what? wings fully extended. Oh dips down into the road and picks something up right in front of my car and then flies off. I mean, I almost had to slam on my brakes to not hit it. It was insane. That's crazy. And that's how I started my day. I was like, America. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's a pretty crazy story. Yeah. Okay. Well, the eagles might not be what they seem either. (laughs) I don't think any birds are what they seem. No, because they're actually dinosaurs. (laughs) They're all evil dinosaurs. (laughs) Okay. 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 Where was I? (laughs) Okay, so, oh, he takes Cooper's ring and says he will return it when Cooper finds out that these things he said are true. (laughs) Then he says, we want to help you. And then he comes back, I think. I think he leaves and comes back. One more thing. Leo is locked inside the hungry horse, right? And there's a clue (laughs) at his house. (laughs) Uh Sometimes I'm like, is that a typo or is that really what he said? <laughs> and then he tells Cooper that he needs medical attention and vanishes. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, buddy. <laughs> what a help. So, yeah. such a Can help. no one call a doctor. <laughs> okay, so then that's like, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. 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 And I think I, I had read that a lot of people got mad at this episode when it first aired and stopped watching. And I think. 
the, that first 10 minutes is what they blamed it on. What? But, it's like the best part. <laughs> I know. Okay, so then we go to one eye jacks. Ben Horn is entering Audrey's room. Mm, yuck. <laughs> he wants to see the new girl. She hides herself in the bed with the curtains, and Blackie, meanwhile, asks Jerry why Ben is holding out on her. Uh, Jerry yells at her and his most aggressiveness that I've seen from him. Mm-hmm. And he said, who's holding out on who? And Blackie really looks worse for wear. <laughs> See? Yes. And then Jerry gives her some heroin, <laughs> I presume. <laughs> Something. Okay. Yeah, I think it's heroin, because that's what, it wasn't it referenced in the secret diary that she oh, did yeah, heroin? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she calls him a bastard as he leaves. Bastard. <laughs> Audrey slash Prudence, which is the name. She's given. <laughs> wow. What a hot name. Well, it's her scarlet letter reference. No, yeah. no, no. I thought it was Hester Prynne. Yeah. Well, I don't know why she's calling it Prudence, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's trying to get rid of Ben, and he kind of pretends to leave, but doesn't really. And she grabs like mask, like a cat mask, mm-hmm. and covers herself with a quilt. And he, you know, he comes in and covers her. And just as she's cornered, Jerry knocks on the door with a situation. And Audrey watches Ben leave, and she's not happy. <laughs> mm, no. Which, by the way, if you're watching that uh, this episode in surround sound, when he knocks at the door, it is frightening <laughs> AF. <laughs> it is right behind you. <laughs> I know, we only watched the first half with surround sound, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technology. Okay. <laughs> okay, Cooper is talking to Diane on the tape recorder because... He hopes that he's left the voice activation on. And he tells her that he is shot and in pain. But luckily he was wearing his bulletproof vest. But unfortunately it was rolled up due to a wood tick that he was in search of. (laughs) I just realized if he left the voice activation on, then that means that he caught the entire interaction between him and the old man. Mm. And Diane will have to listen to it and be like, what is happening? Yeah, I bet (laughs) the giant isn't on there though. No, No, because that that wasn't on our plane. (laughs) Yeah, that seems more like a hallucination and or spiritual visit. Yes. (laughs) He, oh, he says, being shot isn't as bad as he thought it would be as long as you can keep the fear from your mind. Fear mm-hmm. is the mind killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he notices his ring is gone. And he says, before he dies, he would like to treat people with respect. More respect, I guess. Climb a hill and crack the Lindbergh case. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it goes without saying, he wants to visit Tibet. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and I wrote, I appreciate all of this, Coop, but I at could you at least try to get up? <laughs> I mean, I watched, I survived. <laughs> I know what the human body is capable of. But just then, Hawk and Harry jump through the doorway, guns drawn. <laughs> and then there's this interesting kind of squidgy transition. I don't even know how to explain it because yeah. it's kind of weird. It's almost like if maybe he passed out and then is coming to in the hospital or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that. Yeah, well, because he is in the hospital. Yep. (laughs) And obviously a little loopy. Doc Hayward, Lucy, and Truman are all standing over him. Doc shows him the bullet shot with the wood tick. He says, hell of a way to kill a tick. (laughs) (laughs) And that's some classic David Lynch humor right there. (laughs) Cooper didn't see any defining features on the shooter. And then Lucy tells Cooper the list of what happened in the finale, basically. Or the season one finale. Mm. Leo was shot. Jacques was strangled. The mill was burned. Shelly and Pete 
have smoke inhalation. Catherine and Josie are both missing. Nadine is in a coma. Woo! <laughs> There's your season one, episode eight recap. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and Cooper wants to know how long he was out, but it was only one night. <laughs> Just a lot happened on that one night. And uh, even Doc Hayward says they haven't had this much action in one night since the Elk Club fire of 59. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucy is still obviously pissed at Andy. <laughs> uh, She's so good at this. Yeah, Let me say that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Cooper gets up and refuses to be stopped, even though he's going very slow. He says it might take about two hours to put on his clothes. <laughs> Okay, so then we see some shots of the mill fire, and it looked pretty. Yeah. I was like, what am I looking at? Yeah, I was like, was there an earthquake? <laughs> I know, it did look like a bombing or something. Yeah. <laughs> but we also see Mark Frost as Cyril Pons <laughs> reporting on the TV. And uh, I guess we're looking at this in Shelly's room because she's watching it and crying. She's afraid for Bobby because Leo said he was going to kill her in the last episode. Oh, Shelly. So Doc Hayward doesn't approve of Cooper leaving. And on the way out, Cooper sees Jacques in a body bag and asks if the bag is smiling. I don't see a smile in that particular instance. No. Lucy doesn't know what there is to smile about anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronette Pulowski, we see that she's still in the hospital. She's dreaming, but she's starting to wake up. <sighs> Zoinks. I know. I feel like I know her so much more now. I know. <laughs> at the Palmer house, Maddie is looking at the carpet. Sarah wants to know if she misses her mother. Maddie said she had a strange dream last night about the rug. And Sarah wants to know if Laura was in it. But just then, Leland enters singing. Oh, Mary's a dozy 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 little lambsy divey. I get a little divey too when you... P.S. I love that song. Me too. I don't know that song. I think I know it more from Disney than Twin Peaks, honestly. <laughs> well, if it was on ABC. <laughs> well, I don't think that was before they didn't own Disney. It was Disney before, but they were a little bit Disneyfied. <laughs> but no, the... I think didn't ABC have NYPD Blue? I can't. Were they the? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The most important thing about Leland, though, his hair has turned white. Mm. Sarah and Maddie seem shocked by it. And then he has a big key change for the finale. (laughs) Sarah is clearly worried about him. And after she leaves, you know, chasing after him, Maddie freaks out because she starts to see the stain from her dream, presumably. Mm, Laura, I mean, Shirley is so good at freaking out. (laughs) I I noticed, especially in this episode, that the soapiness has been like cranked up a lot more this season. Mm -hmm. Um, Later with like Donna, we'll see it a lot, (laughs) which it's always on with her, but just like, uh, you know, Maddie's reaction. And then when Leland like runs off, Laura's mom was like, Oh, Leland, (laughs) your hair. She's so frazzled at all times. So dramatic and it's perfect. (laughs) Okay, so the Horn brothers are making an agenda in Ben's office. They want the location on Catherine, the medical on Leo, an explanation from Hank why Leo isn't dead. And that's when Leland comes into their office singing and the Horn brothers start dancing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we just need Dr. Jacoby and we'd have like a real good like... (laughs) I know. Um, Chorus of... What's Ben Horn's real name? Um... 
Is he Richard Bamer? Richard Bamer yeah. was showing off his musical theater oh, skills totally. with the top dancing on the Little desk. Soft shoe. <laughs> yeah, they're really funny. Uh, Leland says he's back and ready. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the police are searching Leo's, the Johnson house, and they they know that the bullet came from outside, and they're trying to figure it out. Uh, well, Cooper's figuring it out. Leo is trying to kill someone with an axe, not Shelly. Like, Hank finds a flesh world. I mean, no, Hawk finds a flesh world. And Leo's jacket smelling of gasoline. Yuck. Flesh world is the worst name you can give <laughs> a porn magazine. I know. It's so gross sounding. It is. Uh, but, you know, everything's like cranked up yeah. on Twin Peaks. Flesh world. <laughs> Blech. Uh, Albert and the FBI arrive. Andy is trying to warn everyone inside that they're there, but ends up <laughs> knocking himself out with a plank of wood, and he kind of dances around, doubles around. For a it's really funny, like almost like crab walks. <laughs> I can't imagine exactly like that feeling of like I I don't want to fall, I don't I can't stand. <laughs> and Albert uh, declares it another great moment in law enforcement history. <laughs> But luckily, he accidentally discovered some boots and a lot of cocaine. Good job, Andy. Yes, and good job, Cooper, for wearing gloves. <laughs> <laughs> there was some episode in the first season where we were like, what is all this police work? You're eating donuts. You're wearing... <laughs> every, I, every time I listen to a true crime podcast episode about like some sort of murder in a small town from like the 80s or 90s, they're always like, and of course they didn't use gloves. <laughs> <laughs> it was always, so that, I guess it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I guess so. Well, of course, Cooper is for the FBI, so if yeah, anyone he, should know the protocol. He's, and he's the only one wearing gloves. Yeah, he is. <laughs> okay, so at the double R, the pie is good. Hot damn. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna meets with Maddie. She wants Laura's sunglasses. Uh, Maddie <laughs> rips up her own glasses. She says she hates them and she's never wearing them again. And Donna I, says, okay. With such <laughs> ease, too. Like, what were those made of, like, paper? Like, she just... Yeah, she just, like, ripped. grabbed them, twist them. Because <laughs> glasses were cheap back then. <laughs> and also, is she just not going to wear glasses and not see? <laughs> like, she didn't put in... She didn't say she had contacts in, so right. she's like, I'm not doing this I'd just anymore. rather not see the world at all. <laughs> so emotional. Uh, yeah, Donna's smoking, and James, they're talking about how James spent a night in jail. Maddie's worried that they are to blame for James being in jail, and Donna says to keep quiet, I'll be fine, what's done is done. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, you know, Donna's trying to be like how Laura was, yeah. and then Maddie's not the new Donna. Oh, totally. It's almost like the sunglasses, because Maddie was wearing them when she came in, and then mm -hmm. when she takes them off, she gives... Donna, the stankest look I've ever seen. And then Donna puts them on and suddenly she's all blah, blah, blah. And Maddie's like, I'm breaking my glasses. <laughs> okay. So I guess Laura charmed those. <laughs> some sort of incantation on those glasses. Uh, Donna just has some, she needs to see Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> <laughs> Based off of what we've heard in the diary, she needs a lot of help. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so she's like, I'm sure James is keeping quiet. And I, wrote, I can't tell if they secretly hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Norma comes over. She has a letter that's come to the double R for Jonna. 
It says to look into the meals on wheels. We'll have to try to figure out who sent that because I don't know in my backlog catalog (laughs) (laughs) my brain as to who it was. So I did meals on wheels. You did? When I was like uh, maybe middle school age, maybe late elementary to middle school with my grandmother, she would do it. So we'd go around and take food to people. That's nice. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. I mean, the way Laura talks about it, although the way it's portrayed in this season of Twin Mm. Peaks, it's like... Mm. Don't know about these people. <laughs> we'll, we'll meet some more. We some haven't shady them figures. <laughs> okay, so oh, the log lady also is chewing and spitting her pitch gum in the back of the. <laughs> and just sticking it on the wall, I guess. I know. <laughs> when she's done with it. Uh, Albert is explaining to Cooper that he has to investigate because he was shot. Oh yeah, Albert says I have to investigate because an FBI person was shot. So. I'm here. And he knows a right-handed... Okay, so he's telling him who shot him. It was a right-handed person. He knows the height. But Cooper says that he's tired of... Wait, what else does he know? It's a right-handed person, the height, and... Um, How far away he was. Oh, how far away, yeah. Cooper is tired of Albert's general unpleasantness. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) I love Albert so much. And he comes in... He has the answer to a riddle. Leo was in jail and hungry horse, giving him an alibi for Teresa Banks. What is this riddle? Is this from the first season? I just forgot it. I don't remember any riddle, but could be. You know, as many times as I watch this, you'd think I'd know all of these little things by now. Okay, so anyway, it's an alibi for Leo for the murder of Teresa Banks. Albert is still rude. <laughs> then Philip Gerard, the one-armed man, comes in to the station with a suitcase. He wants to sell Harry some shoes. And Lucy looks confused. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean. <laughs> okay, so then we see James giving Truman the tape that he found in Jacoby's office. I said, I guess he's not so great at keeping quiet. <laughs> <laughs> he is a not a very good tough biker because he's cooperating with the police. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a tough biker thing to do. He's about the least tough person I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> oh. Although he has had, you know, well, we, we haven't really gotten into his mother much, but no. I know he's got some, his mom's Mommy not issues. kind of an absentee parent. Okay. But he does, he doesn't mention the girls. He says he was alone and he says the cocaine was planted. He tells Hank about Bob. One night, Laura took him into the woods and told him a scary poem. Mm. Said, would you like to play with fire? Would you like to play with Bob? And then he says, Laura said a lot of nutty stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Cooper comes in and demands the other half of the necklace. James gives it to him and explains that he found found it in Jacoby's office. And... Cooper is surprising people with his deduction skills again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's too good. He's pretty good. Donna comes into the station. Oh, God. Wearing Laura's glasses and smoking. smoking. <laughs> she immediately gets a wolf whistle by some off-screen person. <laughs> I felt like this was like Rocky Horror. And it's like every time Donna shows up, you gotta... <laughs> Definitely. Lucy looks her up and down and looks shocked. Donna? She's a bad girl now. <laughs> or she, she thinks she is. She wants to be. She goes to see James in his cell, and she talks about smoking and cliches. 
And then they kiss through the bars, but James pulls away. And she wants to know if it's not okay for her to want him. And she's really changed over the last week since Laura died. <laughs> really changed. Seriously. Well, it's just like, she's like, my secret boyfriend's in jail and my best friend is dead. Now I have to be this He's not a grizzled. secret boyfriend. They had dinner with her parents like the second night they decided yeah. they were going out. <laughs> you know, secret in quotes. Yeah, her biker bad her, boy boyfriend. Yeah, who is not really a biker bad boy. No, not at all. But he is completely unreadable during that scene. <laughs> As he is most of the time. <laughs> he doesn't seem pleased by Donna's transformation. No. Probably because it's a little too much like Laura. Maybe. And he's like, I don't really like how Laura was. <laughs> yeah, I was the one trying to get her off of drugs. <laughs> and not be cool. <laughs> okay, so then last thing before we get to the halfway mark. Cooper wants... Lucy and Andy to look through some old flesh worlds Yuck. looking for a picture of Teresa Banks and they they uh oh wait Cooper as he's leaving fills in Diane on his recorder of course mm. and alone Andy tries to talk to Lucy but she snaps at him <laughs> <laughs> we're professionals and then she looks at it and she's like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was So good. So much left. I know. We got through it really fast. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. Well, okay. What what favorite do we have any favorite moments from the first half? I well, I I think the first scene with the old man and the giant are just amazing. Yeah. But also I think we talked about it during the episode, the monologue from Major Briggs to Uh, Bobby. No, we haven't gotten to that yet. Oh, sorry. I was like, why didn't we talk about that? I have a lot of opinions about that. That's in the second half. <laughs> Dang it. But yeah, the first scene. The first is scene. Amazing. Yeah. You can just edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> yeah. Producer, Mr. Producer. <laughs> I mean, there's so many tiny things in mm-hmm. this like first half. Like, I love Lucy's reactions to everything Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Officer Did, Dwyer. Yeah. Uh, Officer, yeah. <laughs> I love um, Cooper walking around stiff for the whole yes. rest of the episode. <laughs> the Horn Brothers dancing on the yeah. desks. Yeah. And what else? Oh, and I really like it when they go to the double R and that one guy goes, hot damn, that pie is good. <laughs> <laughs> and the wolf whistle, of course. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And just Albert showing up always gives me a thrill. Oh, <laughs> yes. Why didn't he get a spinoff? There should have been a oh, series God. all about Albert I know. going around being a jerk to other <laughs> I don't know. Every time I saw Miguel Ferrer's name show up in an opening credits after Twin Peaks, I was always like, ooh, this oh, yeah. is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a funny episode. I think I remember he was in Mulan or something and being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great. He is good. Okay, Mabel. Any other favorite moments? Um, I really liked the crazily dramatic scene between Donna and Maddie in the double R, mm. where she hands her the sunglasses and her whole personality has changed just because of those sunglasses, oh, which yeah. is a very teenage thing to do. Yes. Donna is daytime soap acting perfection right now. I was <laughs> thinking the whole time, has she, has that um, actress ever done a soap opera? Because she <laughs> it just seems to fit Did so she, perfectly. I don't think so, just because she became so 
popular at a From young this. age that she probably never had to go do soaps. Yeah, not the daytime ones. She was on what, like a some lawyer show, right? Lawyer? Wasn't she on Ally McBeal or? I think I she know. was on Ally McBeal. No, too. no, no. Oh. Private yeah. practice. Uh huh. Or something. The practice. The practice. I can't One believe I remember that. <laughs> Sometimes I'm so shocked at what my brain remembers out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any... No soap. She was on Ally McBeal as well. Okay. So, yeah. She's, but she's just like the perfect soapiness. <laughs> I know. She just, it's just so good. And then when they showed that little... Oh, well, I guess we haven't gotten to it, but like, you know, when they're talking to Jacoby later, they show a little flashback of the first episode when mm-hmm. her and James are burying the locket Mm -hmm. and it's just so funny to see her in that episode and be like donna you changed so much (laughs) in the last week so much (laughs) you're so pure and sweet (laughs) now look at you (laughs) she's like constantly crying or emotional until now and now she's now she's a bitch she's taking no prisoners (laughs) very grease-like transformation Yeah, she's definitely a pink lady now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, should I do a deep dive? Sure. All right. Well, this one is probably going to be pretty short. I did this one on the giant. Ooh, <laughs> because yay. he seems like a pretty big kid. Yes. Did not mean that as a joke, but <laughs> I'll take it. Double on tone. Pretty big new character. <laughs> <laughs> I did look him up, and he does have his own Wikipedia page. <laughs> the giant, not the uh. actor. I mean, the actor might as well. But. <laughs> <laughs> and in season three, he does come back, uh-huh. and he plays, but his name is, he's credited as the fireman in season three, so it's a little unclear if he's the same character, but I think we can presume he is. Right. I mean, how many giants that look exactly like that mm-hmm. could there possibly be? Yeah. <laughs> and he seemed, well, the, the, the characters are... Very similar, yeah, yes. going into too much detail. Yeah. So, I basically didn't do that much like i just wanted to sort him mm, basically because uh, uh-huh. we're trying to cut back on the amount of extra work we're doing <laughs> 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 so i looked up a couple of signs mm. <laughs> he's kind of hard because i feel like he's an alien so um it's hard to give astrology to someone not of this world because mm. i don't know what their stars and planet situation is but Assuming he is from this world. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my choices. First, Aquarius, which we've done some of these before on Aquarius, and a lot of times they're described as alien. So I thought that would be a good one. But I think I was looking at most mysterious signs. (laughs) (laughs) So for Aquarius, it says, despite their (laughs) sociability, not sociability, (laughs) Sociability. Aquarians hold a lot inside. They have constant mental activity going on, analyzing, checking, aligning detail. That's why you can't figure out what kind of plan they're hatching. Mm. That one sounds pretty good. Then there's the possibility of Pisces. Closed-mouthed Pisces seem to have been meant for keeping secrets. They don't like letting anyone in on their inner world, and you can hardly pry any information out of them. 
Oh, my father's a Pisces, so yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm, I feel like Pisces is a little more on the mystical uh-huh. kind of dreamy side. Aquarius is more of the alien, what is going on, you know, mysterious. So mm-hmm. I think he might be kind of like a combination of the two. Mm, yeah. But I've never heard of, I don't know what sign that would be. But, you know, people can have two <sighs> Sometimes I'm in the middle of a sentence, I'm like, why did I start? <laughs> Aquarius. Pisarian. Pisarius. 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 We could say he's Aquarius. Maybe he's from a planet that has both an Aquarius sun and a Pisces sun. So At the same time. Mm-hmm. He can be both. There you go. As far as D&D? I said neutral good. Okay. I... I, I said what... neutral, neutral, neutral chaos, or neutral good. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the... It's hard to tell. There's, like, a, on the x-axis, it's, like, um, wait. Uh, it's Good, lawful? neutral. Oh, wait. <laughs> good, neutral, <laughs> evil. Evil. Lawful, neutral, chaotic. Yeah. So, you're... So, so, like, someone like Ben Horn would be evil. Probably, like, a... Wait, was it? Maybe like even a lawful evil. Yeah. He doesn't seem very lawful because he's... Well, like... a neutral. Because he kind of goes by the law, even though he's... Well, he not necessarily. plays the system. At... Yeah. Yeah. Well, we yeah. haven't gotten to him for this one. But... <laughs> yeah, or someone like... Um, is it Hank? He would be like... Lawful good. Oh, no, Hank. <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah, I was like, opposite. I'm not understanding this at all. I always but... get Hank and Harry mixed up. He would be chaotic evil because he yes. does yeah. whatever he wants and yeah. he's a bad person. Yeah. But I feel like the giant would be neutral good because I don't think he has like a set of rules he plays by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of hard right now because it's hard to tell, like, is he good? Is he bad? Because right. we just don't know that much mm-hmm. about him. But I do like neutral neutral. Yeah, neutral. Definitely neutral is the first one. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not good or bad. Yeah, and then I said good just because he seems to be helping. Yeah, I He think seems you're right. to have some sort of agenda, but not really. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you think he's inherently good or evil or neutral? Oh, I'm just trying to visualize this XY axis <laughs> and like, try to figure it out. Um, I, no, I do think he's good because. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it seems like he like he's wanting to help. Yeah, he's, you yeah. know, neutral. Good. He Almost points like out a that chaotic he... goods because he's so cryptic. But yeah, true. yeah. <laughs> but he's not really. He's very calm. So <laughs> yeah, he's not like. Whoa. <laughs> Although he doesn't get him medical attention that he needs. So no. But then, as soon as he leaves, well, I guess pretty soon after he leaves, the police, you know, true. everyone comes true. in to save That's him. That's true. I don't know. Do you think he's actually related to the old man who came in beforehand? I was thinking about that because they're both very tall. I don't think so. And I didn't, but that, that thought didn't even occur to me until you mentioned it. You know, it was like, oh, is that a, is that a thing that people suspect they could be the same? Because I didn't think he was that tall. I just think because Coop, Coop was, was on, the on the ground, it made him seem so much taller than yeah. he probably was. But I think he's probably normal height. Whereas the giant is... Because I always, tall. I saw him in, I thought I saw him in relation to the door and he looked like he was tall, I could be wrong. So I was just reading like in this book, the Twin Peaks and Rap book, they were talking about their first 
some of what they thought when they first watched it. And Brian was uh, saying the first time he thought that the old waiter and the giant were the same mm. because the bow ties made him think that. And he just thought that Cooper was having like a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's tall, but he's not giant. He's my height. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the old, the old man. man. Yeah. I did he notice that he had a really straight back for yes. someone who was leaning over. Like, yeah, he was like, you know, made himself, he probably just made him seem more domineering. And... Yeah. I just think it's someone who has a good control over their body. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Final thoughts on the first half? I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited to talk about the second half. I feel like <laughs> I know. it gets, it somehow ramps up even more I know. than the first half. The first half was, after the second half, feels so like, gentle <laughs> <laughs> i know it starts off in such a like we ended season one with such a like cacophony of a billion things happening and we start this one like well i don't think cooper's gonna die but he's not moving <laughs> <laughs> a lot of diane tape recording in this one yeah mm-hmm. a lot of diane. which i feel like kind of peters off i thought petered off in the second season but i didn't realize that it was still so prevalent at the beginning mm. of the season yeah and Diane doesn't come until season three, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I know who it is. <laughs> yeah, I just yes. think it's great to be back and it be so super weird as ever and cryptic and you know yeah. lots of clues and exactly all the things you love about Twin Peaks. It's just <sighs> like, hey, we're back. Thank goodness it did exist because all of my favorite shows now would never have existed right. if something yeah. like Twin Peaks didn't exist. <laughs> right. I think that's what I said in the first... the the pilot episode was like you I remember the first time I watched it which was you know 15 years ago maybe I was just realizing how much you so many modern stuff takes from it like how much influence it had it's just you know everybody should watch it it's the best (laughs) it's surprising how many people have watched it you know like a lot of the Jane Austen podcasts we had on we're all like oh yeah I've watched Twin Peaks I love Twin Peaks I want to talk about Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, they want to come back to come Twin Peaks. <laughs> All right, recommendations. Oh, oh God. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. Do you have yours? I have mine. I do have mine. I She recommends this great novel, War and Peace. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, this time I'm going to recommend a YouTube show. And this one is one that I'm like, I think I'm going to steal this from Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I know what it is. But it's called Ancient Recipes with Sola. I love and her. it's from the History Channel. It's YouTube. It's like a YouTube show mm-hmm. from the History Channel. And she makes all of these ancient recipes. Like she made pizza on a, like an ancient kind of Roman pizza on a a shield, Mm -hmm. on a Roman shield. And she was making like mochi, not mochi, mochi Mm -hmm. um, with like by pounding it. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there's only like maybe five so far, but it's so cool. I love the it's like my food stuff and my history love yes. <laughs> all together in one. So I, I love her so much because she seems like to think of things that I would love and then just <laughs> does them like the, like that is like really cool. And then she'll also do videos where like she takes challenges. Like someone was like, make 
Someone told her to make mac and cheese from scratch only with her left arm because <laughs> she's right-handed and using tools from the 1800s. And mm. she just did it. And it was just so funny because she was like, I hate you all for making me do this. <laughs> but it was so good. I wonder if that's kind of where she got the idea. Like, probably stuff from the old... Because I, I can't remember what it was. She was making some sort of a bread and she was like, well, this is the kind of flour they have and it didn't really rise and blah, blah, blah. And it was really interesting. A part of munchies, which is like a food, almost like a bon appetit, and you know, yeah, them. I think I subscribe to them. Yeah. Um, they have a couple of times, so they'll have people come in and make really like old recipes that they found. Like, oh, that's cool. There was one that I've watched a couple of times where it's like this really ancient, like, Arabic dish that's like one of the oldest dishes, like recipe they've ever found, and they that's made it. Cool. It's yeah, it's really interesting to see like food from back then yeah mm. yeah definitely and she's so talented she's so good i, like I know her. i'm glad that all my bon appetit favorites are finding their new niche <laughs> <laughs> they're still like doing their thing all right who's next well i just had something pop into my head because i was thinking about what what am i consuming lately that mm-hmm. you know i feel like deserves a recommendation and i have been you know encouraged since Maya likes to suggest things that aren't necessarily <laughs> new um, but it may may be new to a lot of people but just recently out on Disney plus and we've been watching is the Muppet show yeah which Aww. is you know one of my all-time favorite shows my mom tells a story about you know how I was born in 1980 so the sh- Muppet show started in 77 or 78 or something mm-hmm. like that and uh, how when I was little if she would just put me in on the floor in front of the TV and have on the Muppet show. And I was wrapped and I wouldn't do anything (laughs) because I was loving that show. And so we've been watching it and you know, I don't even, you know, we're maybe, maybe halfway through the first season. I I, I kind of forgot how many episodes that were, but (laughs) it's just been so awesome to watch and see how, you know, it still stands up today, you know, and Mm -hmm. how wonderful it was. And the other night we watched the episode (laughs) where Lena Horne was the... So good. And I felt like I had a religious experience because (laughs) I I was emotional watching the show just because it was so good and (laughs) she's so wonderful. But then I was also having like this moment of remembering watching it as a kid. Oh my God. Nostalgia is the word that I kept thinking about. I was like, oh my God, is this our generational thing that like we are so obsessed with nostalgia like it just made me feel it's so not on our generation well you know probably, because yeah. i know parents who are very nostalgic about their own things right <laughs> <laughs> but anyway if you've never watched the muppet show or and even more so if you have before go back and watch mm-hmm. it because how does it's the just... muppet show theme song go again it's oh. time to ah <laughs> I'm like, I'm, no, you're singing Fraggle Rock. Oh, I see, I'm getting them all mixed up in my head. It's similar to that. Um, it's, once you hear it, it'll be stuck in your head. Music. It's time to light the lights. Oh, okay. It's time to get started on the Muppet Show tonight. Yes, 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 yes. Because it's, my, so it's immediately yeah. theme song started playing in my head. I was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> I always laugh because isn't it? It's mon- Is it Monster? Is that his name? Who's playing the drums? Animal. Oh, animal. animal. <laughs> Monster. Uh, but I love, yeah, I, I love I love the Muppets. I kind of wish we had something like that today, but I don't think there's an audience necessarily for them to invest that much money. Because like the idea of having stars like that come on for like a puppet show, and essentially, well, there's that new Waffles and Mochi show, the Michelle Obama thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's like food oriented. It's not like a oh, you can't get, like bring it. people like you know like Celine Dion or Dua Lipa or you know people like. Stuff I was like so sad really cool. when the dark crystal didn't get renewed. Oh. Or it did and then got 
Yeah. Cut from Renoa. Thanks, pandemic. <sighs> Thanks a lot. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's also interesting to see the evolution of Miss Piggy. Yes. Because, like, she started episode one, I was like, who is this person? <laughs> Who's this pig? Because she's my favorite. And now she's, like, starting to come into what we know her as today. And it's uh-huh. so good. That's she's cool. so funny. <sighs> well, my recommendation is going to be surprise music. Uh... <laughs> An artist that I really love um, called Princess Nokia. She is New York-based, I guess you could say, like, rapper slash singer. She's just, like, an artist. I think she's Puerto Rican. She is just super talented. I first noticed her when her uh, album 1992 came out. Uh Uh-huh. And it's actually one of my favorite albums, I think, like, of all time. I can listen to it. Like, whenever. It's just so good. She's so talented, and it has this, like, very specific New York feel. And I'm not sure if it's just because it, I, it came out in 2017, which I think was, like, shortly after my first time going to New York. Uh-huh. So it just felt, I don't know, it just feels so New York to me. And I <laughs> love New York, and I love her music a lot. And she just came out with a new song called It's Not My Fault. And she's just a really great person. And she's just so talented, and I just always love listening to her. She's oh, so cool. Cool. Awesome. Sorry. Forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we can finish up for today. If you want to get in contact with us. <laughs> yes. You could email us at mannersofmadness at gmail.com. You can DM us on Twitter at mannersmadness or on Instagram at mannersofmadnesspod. Or you can leave a one-minute voicemail on our website at mannersofmadness.com. Yes, and we hope that you will. And we saw that we got a few new ratings. And yes, we're very excited. So if you would please go to Apple Podcasts and just click five stars, it would mean a lot to us. Or mm-hmm. if you're really feeling ambitious or like you really like us, you put in a real review. And that would definitely help other people stop and listen to our podcast. Yes, and we appreciate the ones we've gotten so far. Yes. And uh, we're very excited about the rest of this journey. Next week, we'll be finishing the premiere of season Mm -hmm. two of Twin Peaks. And then the week after that, Lady Susan. Nope. Nope. Love and friendship. I'll never get that right. (laughs) (laughs) Which, have you seen it? Yes. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I was going to say, this might be the first time where I've seen it. You have well, you have seen it. I've seen it, but it was a, it was a long time ago. I don't really mm-hmm. have a, a very strong memory of it. So. I just remember that it's hilarious. You, I, you will probably know it better than me. So. Maybe. <laughs> That'll be fun. I, just, I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> but next week, second half of Twin Peaks, episode one. You'll definitely want to come back for that one because all the good stuff happens. Oh, God. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.